Hello guys, welcome to the Triage Method Podcast, episode 7. I'm Gary and I'm here with Paddy and it is Stephen's Day. So we're going to be talking a little bit about this whole week um, because obviously it generally doesn't align with people's fitness goals and talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions as well. So how are you, Paddy? I am absolutely fantastic. I asked Santa for some calves. He didn't bring me any, but we're still happy nonetheless. Scum. I know, but look, sure, what can you do? I'm actually doing Paddy's programming for the new year, and uh, the plan is to have him do 60 sets of calves a week. 60. I thought that was twice a week. Um, oh, yeah, twice a week. Sorry, excuse me. Because, because you're giving me an entire calf day. Yeah, you know, Brad Schoenfeld said something about twice a week being good. So I was like, yeah, that, that calves, 60 sets twice a week sounds good. So. And then for all my cardio, I'm doing it on my tippy toes. Yeah, tippy toe, high incline treadmill sprints. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today, Gary? Are we just talking shit or are we, do we have something to actually it's talk about? It's probably going to be primarily us talking shit, but we'll give it some direction. And that direction being this kind of general week, which tends to be a bit messy. Like we obviously coach a lot of general population clients all of whom were probably a bit concerned going into this week, just because when you work quite hard to lose weight or maintain your weight or reach any sort of goal, you kind of think that, oh God, a week of being a little bit looser with things is going to ruin my progress. But thankfully, I think a lot of my clients and probably yours are the same, <clears throat> are in a, a kind of a decent place with their eating habits where they're probably able to, well, hopefully to, you know, pick out a little bit yesterday, enjoy their food with their family, have a few drinks and maybe do a little bit of the same today, but kind of get back on track thereafter, you know, start getting back to doing their normal training routine, eating as normal um, and that kind of thing. Whereas I think a lot of people, like based on what I've observed on social media, like even trainers and stuff, plan on spending this whole week just literally binging on chocolate and heaps of crap that they wouldn't eat for the other, whatever, 51 weeks of the year. Um, and also just kind of, you know, drinking in the morning, drinking all day and that kind of thing. And I'm like, if you're kind of, if you're a personal trainer and, and you truly say that this is what you're invested in and you love your health and stuff, I, I just don't think that's a great approach, but most importantly, not a great approach to be promoting to other people. Um, so I suppose we just kind of want to moderate that perspective a little bit and give people some, some guidelines as to what they should do. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and like obviously, obviously that's not to say that uh, you can't drink, you can't enjoy your festivities. It's more so the the on off or all or nothing kind yeah. of mentality that a lot of these people have, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm really on with my diet, I'm 100 percent strict, and then as soon as they go a little bit off, because they're like, oh well, it's Christmas, I can't have, I can't be eating my whatever meat out of my tupperware my chicken and broccoli they're like okay well it's i can't do what i want to do so i'm just going to eat everything else outside of that you know so that's the kind of stuff that we're you're talking about there uh, rather than the people that are actually just staying on track most of the time eating a little bit off track with their christmas you know maybe having a bigger christmas mm -hmm. meal maybe going on one or two one or two nights out uh, during the week um it's more sort of people that are kind of going all out and they're like, oh, well, I can't do it perfectly, so I'm not going to track anything. I'm going to go completely off track and I'm just going to eat like shit, you know? Like that's 
it's the all or nothing mentality that we're, we're kind of bagging on there because that's exactly what you're telling your clients not to do but then you're showcasing the fact that you do it you know if you had a client that said you know oh i have this event coming up and you know i can't stay perfectly on track you're going to say to them okay well you know a little bit off track one meal per week is like it's it's nothing in the grand scheme of things but then you go around and say oh well i can't eat perfectly on track Mm -hmm. for this one meal at christmas and then you go all out you know so it's like you're not leading from the front line so to speak excuse me but yeah i actually think that leading from the front line is is very very important like it's one of the things that probably our clients say quite a bit in that like when they see us kind of boasting about let's say when we're busy and we're still kind of you know staying on track and getting our training done and things like that 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 actually motivates them to kind of do the same thing because they're able to relate to it um and i think the problem with like if you are a fitness personality with a big following or you're a personal trainer if you're posting like like a full week of binging and kind of, you know, just saying that is normal, then people are like, people want to cling to that, obviously, and it gives them kind of validation. So they're like, oh, oh, great, you know, um, such and such is doing that. Therefore, it's not so bad that I'm doing it, even though they kind of feel crap. And I think that's the, the most important thing. Like people often think that we're just kind of being Nazis, you know, telling people to try and moderate things a little bit, try and eat well some bit. Um, but in fact, it's actually for your benefit because realistically people don't enjoy eating. Like everyone enjoys having a little bit of their, their favorite food or whatever, but that feeling of loss of control where you're just spiraling into this mess and eating foods that you normally don't eat, like, you know, eating like at like 8 PM at night, having like half a tub of chocolates and, uh, Bailey's coffee and, a lot of toast with butter and just these random weird food combinations. Is is that what you did last no, night? No, I, oh, I had I had banafi pie. It was epic. Whew. Uh, oh, was baby. What was your blood glucose this morning? I didn't measure it. I didn't want to measure it. <laughs> oh, you didn't measure it. Oh, yeah. Typical. That's because you knew it would be up. Your I actually haven't measured it in, eight, in ages, not, to be honest. You're, you're not leading from the front line. Like, like front this is line. Um yeah, I had quite a bit of fun. Mine was 4.6. Look at this bad boy. It's too easy. It's too easy. If if my app would load. But um, yeah, I had quite a bit of food yesterday, but at the same time, like I wasn't just binging on chocolates and stuff because that's not what I, well, I, I love chocolate, but I don't, I, I'm like, why would I binge on a lot of that? I'd rather have a big turkey feast. 4.6 millimoles per liter. Too easy. He's showing me that on camera. You lost the run of yourself. I did not lose the run of myself. You lost the run of yourself, guys. Look, I did have okay. two drinks, to be fair. You lost two the run drinks. of yourself. <laughs> uh, you lost the run of yourself. Okay, look, we've accepted it. We're past it. You're a little bit scared. I'm not past it. I'm crying. I was morning. crying almost. Right. But what, 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 do you, what, what do you do now? Like, you've, you've eaten too much. Do you just cut your calories now? Do you are you going to go for you know a six hundred mile run just to burn off the extra calories you consumed? Well, what 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 is what's your game plan now that you fucked the diet? Two, like, or what should yeah, someone's game plan? There, be? there are two very obvious options based on that portrayed on social media. Firstly, the first option is you can say YOLO hashtag balance and keep on binging because YOLO hashtag balance. You know you got to keep on eating pizzas and all that kind of stuff all week long and just until you hate yourself come the first of january so that's option one probably not my favorite option that that actually that that, that actually sounds like a pretty tasty option tasty though. like 
you know. Um, then the other option is today reduce your calories to sub 1000 and do three hours of cardio a day because, oh yeah, and, and that cardio has to involve you doing some sort of circuit that you've never done in your life before because it just makes you feel like this is extra torture. Um, so that's the second conventional option. Um, but in all seriousness, to remove the sarcasm, please do not do either of those things, okay? If you're getting back on track today, get back on track today and figure out what your on track is. So if you had been eating 2,500 calories before Christmas and you were training four days a week and it was just weight training you were doing or maybe a little bit of cardio, then get back to doing that, okay? You should not adjust your program in favor of burning more calories because that's not a training goal, okay? It's, it's simply not something you should be looking for. And all it tends to do for people is give them some sort of validation at the, like, oh, it's okay that I've eaten more, it's okay to continue eating more. And that's probably the worst one. So people go and do these crazy workouts to burn loads of calories and things. But what you just realize, what, what you will realize over time that happens is that when you begin to impose that stress that you're not able to tolerate on your body through training that you don't normally do, your drive to eat hyperpalatable foods kind of goes up because you've hammered yourself, you come home, you're, you come home, your willpower is a little bit depleted. You've got this increased kind of desire for those foods to give you some pleasure. And then it just keeps on going. And suddenly you're in this spiral of overeating, overexercising, overeating, overexercising, maybe one day of drastically undereating, which again kind of increases that desire for food. And it just gets really messy. So trust me, after like we've got we coach a lot of people that are in the same mindset as you listening to this, if you are in this position. And the best advice you can be given is to get back to what you normally do. Being overly restrictive now is not the time doing extra cardio now is not the time is that fair enough yeah no 100 agree with you like it's just ba basically now it's about just going back to what you were doing like the way i always look at it is like one day is not going to fuck you up like yeah you might feel like shit you might feel a bit bloated you might feel a bit fluffy whatever who cares get back on track however there is another point that we mm -hmm. have to consider not everyone's gyms and stuff are going to be open this week yep. you know so this is one of the confounders that kind of people feel like oh well i can't get back to my normal routine so fuck it yolo i'm going to choose that option one that gary said <laughs> there and just continue eating until i can get back to my routine but you have to take that again what why are you doing your routine like what is the overall goal surely you're not just going to the gym just to kind of fuck around like maybe you are maybe you just like getting a bit of a pump on maybe just like the health benefits that are associated but surely you do actually have some sort of metric that you're tracking whether it's body composition whether it's health whether it's muscle mass whether it's strength whatever it is surely you do have some metric and you do have some goals so you can still do something to contribute to them like people kind of lose sight of the fact that okay yeah the gym might be closed but if your goal is just to improve your body composition like you can do at home workouts you can do something at home to kind of get the blood going get the muscles activated that kind of stuff same with if it's just for your health again you can do stuff to help with your health you know again just at home workouts maybe go to the park maybe go for a walk do whatever it is again enjoy company with your family your friends etc you know that doesn't have to involve food and drink although probably will and um, if your goal is strength you can get something done you know there, you can always do something 
even if you can't get into your regular routine like maybe you are a strength athlete and you're going oh look i can't get into the gym now i fucked it there's nothing i can do might as well just blow it up fucking gain 30 (laughs) kilos uh, in a week you know and that's obviously taking you further away from your goal but it's you, you could use that week to work on the mobility issues you've had those you know whatever little niggles that you've been having because you've been training so hard the last while you can do stuff for that now so that you're ready come January 1st, which is a Monday this year, um, you, you're ready to go then, you know? So you can use this week, even if you can't get back into your regular routine, like Gary's saying, mm-hmm. like you can still eat the regular kind of foods that you were eating beforehand, the regular kind of calorie level you were at beforehand. And then you can get something done. Like even if it's literally sitting in your living room or sorry, in your living room, you're doing a couple of lunges up and down it, you know, you can get something done. Yeah. And I was going to say as well, yeah, on that point, like that's what I did say to a lot of my clients this week. Like it just kind of like it ended up being well suited that, you know, a lot of people are like coming to the end of their whatever training cycle that they were on. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, look, like the week before Christmas, hit your PRs and stuff, you know, really go for it. And then next weekend you can you, you can use it as a recovery style week which is probably the complete opposite to what most people would think you would do when you're overeating. You know, they think that you're going to increase your exercise. Whereas what I've told most of my clients is probably just to, all right, chill out more this week, you know, take an extra rest day, reduce the total effort you're putting in. If you can only do body weight stuff, that's completely cool. Just do whatever you can. And then from the week after, we'll get right back at it. Because, you know, if you are a strength athlete, especially, you're probably beating yourself up all year. <laughs> you know, most people do that. Most people tend not to pull back very often or allow themselves the time to recover. So using this week as a period of time where you can actually recover, bring down some of that stress um, and use those extra calories to the benefits of your recovery, then that will definitely benefit you heading into January. So it's not always just about kind of continuing doing more and more. And at this point, it's not, it's really probably not optimal if your gym's closed a load of days and you're kind of bouncing around the place. So just take, you know, take that in your stride and allow for that extra recovery. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how, how I've approached it with a lot of clients. So the do less approach, <laughs> not do more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's actually no, revolutionary, man. Um, okay. So I think, I think everyone kind of is down with the fact that we're not advocating, you know, killing yourself this week. This will probably be up on Wednesday maybe later on today we'll see what happens um so we're advocating you know moderation you know eat eat the kind of foods that you can stay on track as much as you can you know take yeah okay you're probably going to go out a few nights you're probably going to eat a few meals off track but the stuff that you can control control that don't worry too much about the stuff you can control get a workout or two in if you can if you can't you know you can get something done at home pretty pretty simple advice no need to kill yourself with the gym you know no need to go out do fucking a load of runs or burn a load of calories or whatever else you know so just get back on track now before we go on to the next topic here i think everyone i know i do wants to know how did your epic traditional <sighs> leg workout go on christmas oh, it was day so epic bro <laughs> no we just did some some front squats, some reverse banded front squats, a heap of leg extensions, and some Tabata on the spin bike. So it really wasn't all that crazy, but it was a good, it was a good workout. It wasn't, it wasn't one. It was a little fifty you know, rep drop set on the leg uh, extension. Yeah. That hurt. It's hurting today. Oh yes, now. <laughs> but it was good. 
That's because you're so deconditioned because oh, you don't even lift. Well, I actually do lift like fucking four days a week. I'm so <laughs> hardcore. That's the thing. I've actually got doms today from like, what was it? Three exercises, probably like six to eight working sets. So I'm always just like, okay, if you do your shit properly, you do not need to be doing these stupid 50 set workouts. Like, I don't know how people can do like five exercises for quads for with four sets each. I'm like, you're clearly putting no effort into that or doing them completely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but generally, generally you'll see when people do stuff like that, that it, it goes from like, oh, I picked a really hard exercise. I will say squats, you know, first of all, and then it'll be like leg press and then it'll be like, I know, lunges and or step ups or something. And then it'll be like, it'll just progressively get easier and yeah. easier so they can like all the way down to like, you know, leg extensions. And it's only like yeah, one plate on a leg extension. And actually not doing it properly at all. Yeah. So like they... And I can see a rationale for it. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to fatigue all of the, the muscle fibers this way until there's absolutely nothing left to give. And they're, they're hobbling exactly like they're, they're hobbling out of the gym and you're like, okay, but like, yeah. what do you do next week? Like, do you, <laughs> are you progressing? I was, actually thinking, or I was actually thinking about this more volume. I was, Cause or, I was, I was just like lying in bed, like reading something like at like four or 5 PM. And I was just like, I can see how, people can do crazy amounts of volume and recover from it if your life is set up in that way like if every day was like yesterday where all you do is train and then like eat loads of food and, and lie down and chill like Eesh. that is key like <laughs> i would be able to do easy 20 sets of workout and progress and progress and progress but that's not real life unfortunately but it did just give me kind of an insight into how some fitness people do actually live like you know, people that actually make their money purely from fitness, whether that's sponsorships or whatever, and then they just kind of chill out and do, do barely anything. It's like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And they're like, you're like, oh, how are they doing like two day trainings? And you're like, oh, it's because yeah, it's they're not doing anything else during the day. Okay, this makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next topic new year's resolutions obviously we're coming up to new year's now and everyone's going to be like you know january 1st it's a monday always start my goals on a monday just so happens that it's also you know new year's new year new me who's on um so like are they bad are they good what should people be thinking should we be thinking oh i should change all my habits are they thinking i'll just pick one thing to work on you know give us a run through of you know mm. like the thought process that people should be engaging in rather than the thought process that most people do engage in and try to change every single last part or little bit of their life to be this fitness lifestyle or whatever so yeah, what, like what if should you ask me like two years ago i probably would have just said oh new year's resolutions stupid don't set them whereas now i think i'm a little bit more grown up and i would say that i actually think that 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 little bit of transient motivation that short-term motivation that you're going to get on january 1st i think that can be the very kind of kick up the arse that some people need to actually start making change but after that most important thing is that your goal is actually appropriate and that your resolution is actually appropriate. So what a lot of people will do is just set these absurd goals like, all right, I'm giving up sugar. I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. I'm going to do cardio every day. I'm going to stretch every morning. I'm going to have this two-hour morning routine. I'm going to prep all of my meals. And the, just this insane stuff. 
And then you kind of ask them, okay, and what have you been doing up until now? And they just have no structure at all. It's like, sorry, that's not happening. Okay. Change like one thing, make that your resolution or have a, a timeline for your overall resolution. So let's say your goal is to, I want to lose 10 kilos or whatever in 2018. If that's your goal, you then need to break it down because that's not enough. You know, you can't just, you can't just say, oh yeah, my resolution is to, to lose 10 kg. So break it down and recognize what your weak points are right now. So use the triage process. Okay. So triage yourself, see what the most important thing that you need to address first is. So if you are currently eating sporadically throughout the day, as the opportunity presents itself, buying food in the shop and stuff, start by saying, all right, I'm going to eat roughly at these times each day. Like that is a really good starting point for most people just to simply have some routine because most people just don't have it. After that, you can start to worry about the structure of those meals. So preparing those meals, then preparing them with certain foods. Then, okay, that approach isn't working uh, as well as you'd like. You start to track your calories. You start to track your macronutrients. And over time, you start to get more specific with what you're actually trying to do. But I suppose a lot of the people that are listening to this probably not raw beginners. You're probably people that have been exposed to some, some training, some nutrition practices already. And therefore you probably have a good idea of what your limiting factors are. Okay. So if you've been, if you've been trying to diet for all of 2017 and it hasn't been working because you keep being on and off track and stuff, and there's just problems with what, what your, what your approach is, then don't make your resolution just oh yeah, I'm going to diet this year because you've been dieting for, for like four years and it hasn't been working. Okay. So you need to actually find the limiting factor. So maybe it is that your resolution, or maybe it is that you've always done like six hours of cardio a week and you always restrict your calories too much and that compromises your adherence. So your resolution could actually be to do less this year and to listen to those triage boys who tell you to have a moderate approach. Um, so with resolutions, I think it's just very important that you have a think about it. Okay. You don't just like blindly make some sort of goal because you think it'd be nice, but rather make a goal that is smart. Okay. So a smart goal is one that is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Okay. So if you can satisfy those needs within your goal by it being, you know, specific. So rather than saying, um, I want to lose weight, you say, okay, I want to lose 10 kilos or five kilos or whatever. Measurable. Can you measure that? Can you measure your weight change each day, each week, each, each month? Yes, you can. Okay. It's measurable. Cool. Is it attainable? Yeah, probably is. Is it realistic? Yeah, probably is. And is it timely? Does it have a time? Yes. Let's say you're saying five kilos, six months. Now you've got a time on it. Now from there, what you have to do is break that down into small little kind of the processes that we were talking about. So, you know, changing your nutrition habits, exercising regularly, sleeping sufficiently, all of those different pillars. What do you think, Patty? How do you like to think about goal setting? You know, hundred percent. I'm on track with that, man. Um, what I like people to do as well is kind of actually define their goals because a lot of people will kind of go, Oh yeah, like I have this goal and you know, I want to lose 10 kilos, but it's a vague yeah. goal to them. It's just a number. I mean, like actually sit down and think, you know, why Why do you want to lose those 10 kilos? Is it just an arbitrary number that you, would you be happy with eight? Would you be happy with zero kilos lost, but a complete change in your physique? 
you know, it, it depends on what you're actually uh, looking to get out of that 10 kilo loss, you know, so you need to kind of break, break it down into what exactly you're looking for. Is it a, a physique change or is it actually just a, like a weight change? You know, like w- what are you going to look at or sorry, what are you going to look like at the end of that 10 kilo transformation? Is it you want to have a six pack? Is it you want to fit into a certain dress size? You know, it, do you have a wedding coming up, a holiday coming up? Like what is it exactly? You know, actually envisage what you want to look at or sorry, what you want to look like if it is an aesthetic goal or if it's a strength goal or something like, why is it 200 kilos that you want to bench press? I don't know. You know, why is it that? Would you be happy with 190? Would you be happy with 225? You know, like what, like what is the exact reasoning behind that particular number or that particular goal? And then really start mapping it backwards from there and go, okay, so where am I now? If I was to have this physique or this strength level or whatever your goal actually is, you know, what are, what would you have to do to get there? Or what do you think you have to do to get there? Because the process is half the journey in terms of you're going to learn a lot along the way in terms of you thought you have to do this, but really you have to do this other thing to get what you wanted. So you know, work it backwards from the end point. Think of what a day would look like if you did have, if you did lose those 10 kilos, you know, what, what are you expecting from that? Are you expecting people to compliment you every five minutes and go, Oh, wow, you look great. You know, is that what, is that what you're hoping for? Is it you're, you're trying to attract a girlfriend, a boyfriend, you know, a cloud person. I don't fucking know whatever it is. You know, is that what you're trying to do? Like actually define your goals like specifically like what you're trying to achieve but then also break it down into why the actual reasoning behind that and i don't just mean like well i feel like i'm the fat one of my friends so i want to lose weight like that's that's not like saying that you're the fat one of your friends is that bad for you because you feel bad about that do you feel embarrassed like actually break it down and, and decide why you want to achieve those goals not just well, that's the goal I want. Like you actually have to have a reason behind that, you know? So I think a lot of people kind of forget that step and just set these arbitrary goals because they have no real meaning or emotion behind them. Like they, they don't ever achieve them. And I, I kind of like the, mm-hmm. the emotion behind things because like emotion, people often say like emotion is the E is like energy in motion. So like you're going to put that energy in motion to get a result that you want you know so you actually have to have that emotion behind it if you want to get that result you know so i I feel a lot of people don't you know peel back the layers and understand why they're trying to achieve i agree and i also think that it's important for people to do that because often they pinpoint the wrong thing or the wrong desire like i know a lot of people that really really hate their college course or whatever and have been forced to do it whatever for whatever reason or they're working a job that they hate they kind of think that by becoming fit or taking on this fitness journey or whatever that that is somehow going to make them happy when it's not actually like you're not addressing the root of the problem like the root of the problem is that you're living a life that you don't actually want to live and that's probably one of the things i've noticed to be one of the strongest correlations um in from coaching experience like i'm not sure there's any studies on it probably are but um 
like a lot of the clients that tend to do the best with adherence and make it look kind of effortless are the ones that are kind of thriving in their own lives that have kind of addressed all of the the small kind of minutiae in their day to day and they have everything put together really well and they're chasing other goals that the health and fitness stuff kind of just goes alongside that and i think that if you're like not doing your college work you're kind of barely getting by and you're you know having issues with your friends and things like that they're actually the things that you need to address first and they could be part of your resolution as opposed to just trying to put a band-aid over it with having a better physique because it really doesn't work like that and you know i've seen it with a lot of clients that have come to come with like their lives maybe not together in the way that they would like and they try to achieve these goals and adherence is generally the worst in those people because they realize that they're almost dependent on fitness on the gym and on getting some sort of validation from that side of things to make up for the fact that their life isn't actually satisfying them so i think like new year's resolutions probably have a lot more relevance to the rest of your life than they do just to fitness um so just because this is a fitness podcast uh, doesn't mean we're going to ignore that either so be aware of that because whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> who said this is a fitness podcast i have Sorry. this marked down as a learning podcast this is under the category under the category of learning. I never told anyone what Great. what they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn everything, random. right? Don't you try to fucking pigeonhole us? We just start talking about consciousness and stuff. and just having proper hippies. I'm so so in for that. Like, um, but anyway, yeah, no, I 100% agree. You know. The way I always look at it, like fitness is meant to enhance your life. Like this yeah. whole health and fitness gig is meant to enhance your life. It's so, like as a human, you're meant to move. It's not a, uh, oh, do you move or do you not move? Like you're, you're meant to move. Like the body you have is the means for you to traverse this universe, you know? So not moving unless you are a paraplegic or you physically cannot move, you know, it's a non-negotiable like you have to move all you have to do is find a movement practice that you actually enjoy and like i genuinely don't give a fuck like personally it doesn't affect me if you like i don't know doing backflips off fucking roofs i don't care if you enjoy that kind of movement like it'd be key like but uh, like if, if that's what you enjoy go for it like well maybe don't go for it unless you're actually qualified to do it but whatever <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like, fine. Like, if you like speed skating, go do that. Like, I don't care. You know, it doesn't have to be in the gym. Like, we're speaking from the gym because, you know, that's kind of what we enjoy. Like, I enjoy fighting. That is what I enjoy. But, like, the gym is a second love to that. Um, you know, so, like, find find the movement practice that you enjoy to allow it and to facilitate, or, yeah, to allow it facilitate an upgrading of your entire life. But, that's only one component of it. You actually have to look at the rest of your life. Like, if you're not where you want to be, it's not because of me, it's not because of Gary, it's because of you. Like, yeah, there's probably people in your life holding you back. Yes, there's definitely circumstances in your life that are holding you back. But at the end of the day, it's your fucking life. You know, do the best you can with the cards that you were dealt, you know? Like, address all those issues. If you're saying, okay, well, I'm not where I want to be because of him or her or whatever, you know, then address that. Like, okay, so can you do anything about that? Are your friends holding you back? Do your friends not engage in, you know, fitness activities and you want to be fit, you know? Like, you can't just say, oh, well, it's my friends that are holding me back. Like, nothing is stopping you from going to the gym. Like, yeah, okay, they might be going out in the piss and you're going, well, like, I actually have to go, you know, train legs tonight, so I can't, you know? Like, that's, if that, if your goal is to get stronger, 
squats or whatever, get better body composition, whatever it is, then they're your goals. Your friends don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, it would be nice if your friends and family and everyone was like, oh, yeah, like we're really rooting for you. We really hope you get those. Or rather, we really hope you achieve those goals. You know, oh, here's you, you need some protein shakes, you know, made up for you for after the gym, whatever. Like, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome if everyone was like that. But nobody is. Nobody's goals are supported like that. And even if you think like, oh, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever, are going to support me like that. Like, realistically, they also have their own goals. They're not just going to put them on hold for you. So you're going to have to do it on your own time. You're going to have to do it on your own back. And realistically, you're going to have to address your entire life like that. If it is your school, your college, your job, your whatever, your your relationships, like you may need to change aspects of them. Like the way I always look at it, you know, the only thing that you have control of is yourself. You know, like we don't have slaves nowadays. We don't have, you know, dominion over all creatures on earth. So, you only have control over what you do, you know? So you have to decide what kind of man, woman, beast, cloud person you want to be. And then you have to just be that person, you know? If you want to be known as the smart one of your friends, then you actually have to go out and educate yourself, you know? You can't just rely on people's opinions of you. You actually have to be the smart one. You know, if you want to be fit, you know, you actually have to go out and get fit. No one's just going to make you fit, you know, it's not just going to happen. Like, so I'm going to click my fingers and now you're fit. Now you actually have to go out and put the work in, you know? So you have to do that with all aspects of your life. And again, as it, this is, as Gary said, a, a fitness show, you know, obviously we're going to talk mainly from the aspect of fitness, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to do this with all aspects of your life, because if you want to be healthy and fit, you're going to have to address all those things because like if, if you actually want to have good health, you're going to have to address your sleep. You're going to have to address your stress. You're going to have to address your, your lifestyle, like how you eat on a day-to-day basis and stuff. So those things are going to impact every single other aspect of your life. So trying to just put, you know, fitness in a nice, neat little box and, and not have it influence anything else in your life is a big mistake. And especially if you're going into this like new year's resolution, new me who's on, um, you know, you're going to have to address all these other aspects. You can't just say, Oh, I'm going to do this six sessions a week in the gym and you, and you haven't been going to the gym. You know, you're going to have to change so much of your life to get that. You know, so if you're saying oh, I need to start now, you know, maybe it's two sessions a week in the gym and, and, you know, just slightly cleaning up your diet, making better choices. Maybe it's three sessions. Maybe it's four. Maybe it just progresses throughout the whole year until you're up with that kind of four or five days per week in the gym. You know, it doesn't have to be all in from the start. And realistically, the percentage of people that can make it from that all in approach is very, very low. You know, like I wouldn't if you said to me now, oh, Patrick you train in the gym now six days a week like i'm doing like four lifting sessions and then two cardio sessions per week you know um if you're to say to me oh yeah patrick you're gonna have to start going to the gym 14 times per week you know that's gonna hugely impact my life you know if i was just come up with that in my head go oh well i want what i need to do to achieve my goals is go 14 times a week like obviously i have to change up so many aspects of my life to actually facilitate that. So you have to take that into account that, you know, where are you now? Yep. And, and then go from there. Just to add to that again, what I would say is that everyone should have a goal. For, like, even if you're just into fitness, have a goal for your health and fitness kind of stuff, but also have a goal to go alongside that, whether that be to do with your college or your work or your family, your relationships or whatever. Like, 
when we set our goals, like me and you, like we're not just like we don't really dwell too much on our fitness goals. Like I don't really care how much you can squat. Like couldn't really give a shit to be honest. Um, but what we do care about is our business, obviously. But us having health and fitness goals allows us to focus on being better individuals because as you said you know movement and good nutrition is part of being a human and if you can't satisfy those basic needs then you're not going to optimize your human you know it's it's period like that's it um so us worrying about like our heart rate variability your blood glucose or whatever there's so much more to it than just affecting your body composition it's about ensuring that okay my body is actually primed to do its best job and that includes my brain and that then helps us to progress our business. So that kind of fitness health goals that we have, it's just forming the foundation that we then build the rest of our lives on. So don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking that, you know, having a physique, having a good physique is a way of life because it's kind of not. And you should be using that to your advantage to actually build the rest of your life. So do set goals in that area also. Yeah, like my goals are just to be like a Nishian Ubermensch, you know, like I, I just want to be Wait, you, the say, fittest I possibly can Ubermensch? be, the strongest I possibly can be. A, a Nishian Ubermensch, none of this Nazi Ubermensch, they stole that terminology. But anyway, a Nishian Ubermensch, you know, like I just want to be the smartest I can be, the most physically impressive or whatever, the strongest I, I can be. Um, that That's just, I just want to be the best human I possibly can be because like that's how you actually advance society you take personal responsibility personal accountability and you progress from there you know so it all starts with yourself because again that's the only thing you have control of you know I've lippy li- no i've, I've got, I've got a secret smiling over there lippy just anyway, wrote to me and so, he said because uh, i was just do uh, you know you know um ron lizard who he goes out with um what's her name i um, never heard of her no no Saru, Saru Gumfrey or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, right. Rob Lipson mentioned him. Never said, heard uh, of him. Um, Lol, fuck you, mate. Um, I'm on a protein sparing modified fast today. <laughs> so yeah, he's scum. I assume he's joking. That's disgusting. If you're, if you're listening to this and he's your, and he's your idol, please. Don't <laughs> on a protein sparing modified fast. He's joking. Um, but yeah, what did you finish with there before... Lizard was, um, yeah. <laughs> Before you rudely interrupt me, disgusting. And um, no, I was just talking shit about my goals. Well, now, okay. So people are kind of getting their head around it that okay, I'm going to need to change maybe my entire perspective and you know set some realistic goals for this whole you know progressing the 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 health and body composition whatever whatever goals it is they have they're maybe starting to think in a more holistic approach what are the main things people should be looking at because obviously it's going to be the diet so we'll start with the diet then maybe we turn on to the training and then maybe we go on to some kind of lifestyle factors so diet what are we looking at if you're just a complete noob give me the top fucking two or three things i need right. to be looking at to get Since my diet squared noobs, away i'm not going to say calories Go. first because i believe it's probably not the most important thing to address first okay <laughs> because if you're currently eating a load of shit and you just had a load of roses for breakfast 
then I would say that addressing your calorie intake probably isn't the most important thing, right? So eating habits, okay? That is kind of the first thing, okay? If you are not used to eating things like meats and vegetables and like root vegetables and whatever else, fruits, the kind of basic whole foods, if you're not used to eating those foods, get used to eating them, okay? Have them a couple of times a day. That's a good starting point. If you like for, for most people, you don't need to worry about doing this like four to six meals per day crap. Like start by having a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. Okay. Step one. Then what you do is you fill that with your whole foods. Once you've got those things down, you're on the right track. Okay. If you can do that and you can minimize the little picking and snacking and stuff throughout the day, you're on the right track. Then what you do is start actually tracking your calories. So if you can start tracking your calories, and then quantify and control your portion sizes with those first needs of your habits and your whole food satisfied, then you're going to be in a really good place. Like you're going to be in a better place than most people. Because I can tell you that the majority of fitness people, while they do track their calories, they have got shit eating habits. Like terrible. <laughs> um, so have that structure. Eat, eat your whole foods. Eat healthily. And I know a lot of people say, oh, there's no such thing as a healthy food. It's like, you know what I mean, you know, <laughs> eat healthy foods. Yeah, see, see, this this is the thing as well. Like us, like we we came from like almost the old school. Like I wasn't as stupid as you, and you're younger than me, so you shouldn't have been that stupid. But anyway, uh, like we 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 came from yep. like the old school where it was like, oh, you know, you have to eat healthy foods if you want to have good body composition and you want to be healthy. You know, like that was that was a given. And then this whole like if it fits your macros thing kind of exploded. And like I was already tracking. Yeah. my macros but i was eating like real food like real whole foods or whatever you know um, and i was I, I was still tracking my macros but then this whole like ifym thing kind of exploded because people are, are you're able to get away eating shit if you like it's simple thermodynamics you know if you're you know tracking your calories getting enough protein in getting enough any other macronutrient or micronutrient to satisfy your basal requirements. Like you can pretty much eat whatever the fuck you want. However, like you won't be in the best position to be healthy. Like your HRV will probably be shit. You're probably eating foods that don't agree with you to some extent. You know, your blood glucose levels probably all over the shop. You know, like you're, you're not going to be maximizing your health. And I think this is, I would hundred percent agree with you in terms of the first step people should do is actually working on their food choices yes. their food habits and you know being able to eat like a human is supposed <clears throat> to eat you know like that that needs to be sorted out first and a lot of people especially those in the fitness industry kind of forget that and you you would you would kind of expect the fitness industry to be better and um, but a lot of people have realized that like i can actually just track whatever the fuck i want i can eat pizza i can eat ice cream like why the fuck would i eat vegetables you know and they kind of move away from that health thing, but they're they're not looking 10, 20 years down the line. Like I've seen like blood work of some of this, these people that like eat IIF, IIFIM diets and, and you'd be fucking shocked. Like you're like, but this guy has a six pack, surely he's healthy. And you look at his like fasting blood glucose and it's like 12, you know, you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> um, so like you, you don't like just looking at someone, you don't know what's going on under the hood. You know, so yes, they might be able to get away with this. Maybe your favorite fitness model, idol, you know, whatever, is able to post pictures every day of them eating pizza and you're going, Oh, I want to get to that stage. But like that's that's 
that's not actually where you want to get to like yeah okay that's that might be fun and like yeah you can still get good body composition yeah. that way but would the foundation that one. I think should it's important be thing to address eating a whole me and you, diet, you know? would be quite like disciplined people in general kind of in in most areas of our lives like that like we're good at being disciplined and firstly it's a skill but secondly like your ability to exert discipline um is also kind of individual and and like biological to a degree like some people have a, a much more difficult time being disciplined and they don't have the same ability to delay gratification and things like that and i think if you are that type of person and you've identified that discipline is something you struggle with in all areas of your life you need to set up your life in such a way that you don't actually require as much discipline you know and if if you're constantly eating hyper palatable foods, so these foods that make you want that drive overeating that are, you know, very high in sugar and fat, and they just taste really, really good. If you're fitting those into your diet regularly, and you're one of these people that finds it difficult to delay gratification, and you've got low levels of discipline, you find that a big, big challenge, then that's a pretty poor way to set yourself up for adherence. Um, but also just mentally, because you're constantly going to have this drive to eat more of those foods. Um, so it's important to look beyond just the calories because it's not enough to just consider that because you should be looking to set up your diet in such a way that it's easy. You know, it's easy for you to kind of go about your day each day. And I know there are certain foods for me as well that I just don't eat that regularly because I wouldn't get any satisfaction from what would be a, a rational portion of those foods. Um, like pizza and ice cream and things like that. Like I wouldn't eat those foods regularly just because I'm like, you know, a kind of a rational, healthy portion of those foods to fit into my calories. Just, it's not very satisfying really, is it? You know? <laughs> um, so if you're that type of person that has poor discipline, eat your whole foods as the basis of your diet. And don't just look at these people doing IFYM and have these poor nutrition practices and think that you can do that. Because very often the typical fitness person that is very obsessive about fitness and very disciplined and going to the gym all the time, like biologically, they're probably a bit more disciplined in general and they're probably a bit more obsessive and that might not be you. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, okay. People have, they, they're going, okay, I'm going to get my food sorted. I'm going to make better choices. Maybe I'm going to, you know, work on the, the times of day that I eat. I'm eating a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, and I've been doing that for two, three weeks now. You know, maybe some, some weight has come off. Maybe I've put on some muscle, whatever the fuck my goal was. Um, I'm starting to track calories now. I'm starting to look at my macros as well. I go, okay, look, you know, yeah. get my protein sorted. Like we've, we've put up articles, we've put up posts about it. Not gonna, we've talked about it on this before. You know, we're getting our protein in, we're getting our fats in, we're getting our with carbs, we're getting our fiber in, whatever the fuck. We're getting all those stuff in. Where do we go from here with the diet? One more oh, point. Um, I would say, yeah. What else? What can I do to square calories away? Appropriate. So yeah, you've set your calories, but make sure that they're actually appropriate for your goal. So just because you want to lose weight and just because you are tracking calories and eating whole foods doesn't mean you should just slash them by like a thousand so that you're hungry all the time. If you're hungry all the time, it's kind of a problem unless you're like really, really lean. Like you, realistically, a little bit of hunger is okay, but you shouldn't feel like you're absolutely starving, you know? And if you're eating a thousand calories a day, I would address that, okay? So set your goal as being one that you're losing kind of 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week and have your calories line up with that. Okay, so let's say you your maintenance is twenty five hundred. Then start off by maybe going to twenty two hundred or twenty three hundred. See how you fare there. See how adherence is there. How hunger is there. How your energy is there, and then 
reduce as is required thereafter. But don't just say, okay, 2,500 is my maintenance, so I'm going to eat 1,200 because I'm going to lose loads of weight because adherence is the most important thing. You know, it's not calories. It's actually adherence to those calories. Is that fair enough? One hundred percent. I am backing that. Right. So they've got their diet squared away. Boom. Too fucking easy. Now we're on to training. What's the crack? We're going. We're, we're again. We're we're talking about the noob here. So do I just go in and go? You know, two hours of cardio like in the morning, zero days of training, session in the evening, right now, seven day, six maybe days a week. What's the crack? What do we better? Do? Okay. Anything is a step up. Anything is progressive overload. So, <clears throat> like. I would like if a, if a raw beginner is lifting zero days a week, then I would recommend starting with no more than three days. Like, why bother? Why not reap the benefits of lifting? Like, let's say we're assuming you're talking about lifting here. Like, let, why not reap the benefits of lifting three days per week first and actually progressing that way rather than going to six days, hammering yourself into the ground and making yourself have this poor relationship with weight training where you feel you need to do it all the time. You're going to get a lot out of even one session per week or two sessions or three sessions. And I've had personal training clients in the past who have trained like one once or twice a week and they've made awesome progress. Um, but people often don't see that side of things because they're all they're all always exposed to people on social media who are training six days a week. Whereas what you don't see is the people that are in the trench in the trenches getting personal training that are making awesome progress on two sessions a week. So start with two or three sessions. And have a goal, okay? So don't just go in and think about like thrashing your muscles and hammering yourself. Like ask yourself, what is this exercise doing for me? What did I do last week? Is this better than last week? <clears throat> That's what you need to be doing because if you don't have objective kind of performance goals, you're just going to fall into the trap of exercising for the sake of it. Um, and then add to that a little bit of cardiovascular exercise. You know, it's good for everyone. Um, having a better oiled machine for your weight training is always going to be a good idea. So. If you have the luxury of having like a heart rate monitor or whether it's an activity watch, see what your resting heart rate is in the morning. And like what I like people to aim for is kind of 45 to 55 beats per minute as a resting heart rate. Like I know generally people will say all oh, less than 60 is what you want. But I'm like, you know, if you're fit and you're training all the time, I'd kind of expect to see maybe a little bit lower than that because 60 is good for kind of general population person who just wants to be somewhat healthy. But 45 to 55 a pretty good range i think for someone who's training who's who wants to get the most in their weight training so starting with maybe two or three sessions of your 20 to 30 minutes of low intensity aerobic exercise can be a good starting point and progress from there as is required but like lifting a lot of people tend to overdo aerobic exercise because they don't actually track anything like if you're tracking your heart rate and you're seeing that oh my resting heart rate is actually decreasing and my heart rate during these exercise sessions is reducing then you're making progress you don't need to keep doing more because that's just the that's for the people who are just focusing on burning calories and that's not what we're about here um you definitely want to have the biggest left ventricle in the whole world i just want, I want the, the be, left ventricle like, on my sternum to actually have that's to all move over because my left ventricle is just that big <laughs> I, I yeah i want people to properly think you know my sternum there's actually like you know a tumor on my sternum i want them oh, to see that oh, left yes. ventricle to be huge and i also want that right ventricle to be like good stroke uh you know i want that like output to be fucking <laughs> i want people to hear my heartbeat from across the room like <laughs> you know, that's what i want no i want like 10 but i also only wanted to be like 35 <laughs> times a minute like he was like <laughs> 
<laughs> remember I showed you that study of your man the bodybuilder where he like the natural bodybuilder again competition like lean and like a week out from competition like his heart rate pressing heart rate was like 32 or some shit it's retarded it's good shit um it's disgusting yeah and and tracking your steps is another nice one um, but anyway yeah so a, we have a lot of people do but again that, that's, it's that's where you that pretty much covers everything track, with their training you know? i think i like having people kind of ten thousand, and if your lifestyle facilitates yeah. at fifteen thousand steps a day in that range but god once you start doing 20 to thirty thousand, like you're really being obsessive and your body is going to adapt to that and you're going to find that you have a lot less training available for your or energy available for your training and for your recovery. And again, like, it's just one of those things. Like we say this in relation to everything, just be moderate in your approach. Like surely people can recognize by now that over exercising is not an effective way of losing body fat. It's like, it's just not like you have a million anecdotes to show you that this over exercising approach leads to poor outcomes, like a million. And then you've got like us actually talking about the physiology and explaining it in very comprehensive articles in the triage militia. Uh, <laughs> but like people, people just don't seem to listen to that. And I don't think no matter how much we shout about it, no, that's, that that's going to change, but sure. Look, we'll try. Ash, look, YOLO. Right, so, boom, too easy. They've got their diet squared away. They've got their training squared away. Maybe they're on three, four, maybe even five days per week in the gym, getting their sweat on, getting their pump on. Firstly, do you right? have one of these, these elves on the shelves? What are we looking house? at? So, sleep yeah, is a big creepy. one. What's the story yeah, there? Creepy. What do we need to do? Every, like, 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 mom's just moving in here now. Like, I wish there was a video for this podcast, but no. mom has it, like, hanging off. They are like, creepy, man. A thing hanging right. from the ceiling, and it's just creepy. Like, it's... yeah, it's supposed to be hiding, now, mom. It's creepy, but anyway, they're, they're, yeah, supposed, they're, they're supposed to it's be just, hiding now for the years. Past weird, Christmas, like, they're not supposed to be out. Dolls or some shit. Like... Man, it is creepy. They, those those things watch you while you sleep. Like, yeah. There, there's actually there's actually a theory out there that like they're they're meant to teach kids. <laughs> they're meant to teach kids to accept like a nanny state you know because you're not the kids aren't supposed to play with the elf on the shelf so they, they know the elf on the shelf is, is, they know the elf on the shelf is watching them and they have to be good while it's watching them but they're not allowed to interact with it so there's this big theory behind it saying like it's to you know make children more subservient and you know accept like a nanny state and like you know yeah, surveillance and all that and i'm also yeah, seriously yeah, well that they're out, male and they're no female ones but anyway that's for another but time either way they're fucking creepy like well i did assume actually that was false to me it could be a trans maybe yeah, the elf in the shelf is is uh, whoa, 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 whoa did you just assume that they're male it could be a plant he, he might identify as a sunflower it could be anything. It may be both genders, maybe even six million. It could be literally, could be anything. You don't know. Anyway, let's get on cool. from this, you absolute bigot. Um, so yeah, sleep. It's fairly important. We may mention sleep. that a few times. Um, Again, the lifestyle really squared away now, Gary. Just because we've, Not we've time bigots. off at the moment. So, sleep so it's crack. really... I don't be going on WhatsApp. I go on WhatsApp at like 8 a.m. when Laura wakes up. You had a lie in this morning, did you? I was texting you at like 4 a.m. and you didn't respond until like 10 or something. 
<laughs> um, I was going to say, but yeah, sleep prioritizing that at the moment. So the goal is to get like eight hours. That's my, that's my thing. I want my eight hours because I'm like, I know there are benefits to that. So I want to feel those, um, because we, we don't really have the luxury, I suppose for most of the year to sleep for eight hours, like not this year anyway, just because the way things are, you know, got to do what you got to do and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah, I think you are, you're over. Yeah, no, to be fair, I do feel kind of good on six I think hours, I, but I'm I like, getting old. I just want to like see old people need less like, sleep. You know, like I'm, fucking, I'm flying on like six, six My hours. My mom gets like... about one hour, I'd say, unbroken. But sure, look, she's a savage. My mom sees one hour per night, and she mm. trains five times a day. <laughs> That's because she's a savage. <laughs> and eats her way through everything she just said. But anyway, right, sleep. Yeah, let's aim for seven to nine hours per night, right? That's a nice <laughs> That's what I heard, anyway. range. I know some people here are a bit younger. We've got some 16 to 18 year olds that listen to our podcast, I'm pretty sure. Um, so they need like lots, all right? If you are a little bit younger, you're sub 20, let's say, then definitely go for that higher range of at least like nine hours per night. So uh, I need like as you get older, as Patty said, you need a little bit less, but I still don't think many people should be going for less than seven hours per night because the the outliers that need less than seven hours per night are just so 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 rare um and everyone like everyone says they fall into that category it's like no you don't you just sleep deprived and you don't realize it um so let's get some sleep habits in place all right for you people okay so first thing is to have a consistent waking and sleeping time and that's actually more important than you might realize because like your circadian rhythms and things like that all the internal clocks in your body and the way your hormones are released are synced up to do their job at certain times okay so what a lot of people will do is surpass their oh patty's just showing me his fat belly here it's disgusting mom's trying to look (laughs) (laughs) but um, but like normally in a normal healthy person like you'll have this kind of (laughs) drop in cortisol towards the end towards the end of the evening and this spike in melatonin which is like your sleep hormone and you kind of want to just get to bed between that kind of 9 to 11 p.m. period um, in order to kind of align yourself with that and optimize your sleep. And then getting up seven to nine hours after that is a pretty good option. But you need to be consistent with that because your body takes like a long time to kind of adapt to a new schedule. Um, so if you're constantly changing it each and every day, you're just going to be out of sync with when your body is best able to sleep. So that's important. Then during the day, try and get some sunlight if you can. That's a really good way of predict, a really good predictor of good quality sleep if you're actually getting sunlight, because then when you're exposed to darkness in the evening, there's more of a difference and it helps you to sleep. Um, but yeah, they're the most important things, but also like things, basic sleep hygiene, things like having a dark room when you're going to bed, having your bedroom pretty cool, but not so cool that you're shivering, obviously. Um, not being on your phone in bed or before bed, you know, minimizing the use of electronics um, in the evening and just trying to wind down in general. Um, you know, if you're doing, don't, don't do work late at night. Um, that's something I really try and not do myself. And also training very late at night is probably a, a poor option if it is optional for you. So if you can train earlier in the day, that's probably a good idea as well. And caffeine, try to minimize caffeine intake for at least six to eight hours before you go to bed at night because it will still kind of be in your system, acting on your system and prolonging that kind of stressed bodily state. Um, so they're kind of the pillars of sleep, in my opinion. Would you agree? 
too easy. It's too easy. I would 1000% agree. So, we got our sleep squared away. I agree. We're getting, we'll say, eight hours. You know, you know, we're still getting up early enough because I do believe there are some benefits to getting up early. You know, setting yourself your your day off on the right foot. Maybe you're going to bed at 10 o'clock, getting up at 6 a.m. You know, there's your eight hours. Boom. Too easy. Um, now, next thing. Yeah, apparently, according to our last podcast, stress is important. It can't just for be as easy as just getting your sleep so, yeah, away. What know, else do we need to kind of. Stress is kind of one of the more difficult stress, ones like to coach people to change, I think because you can't tell someone to completely override their life you know so if you've got a really stressful job that you have to work 12 hours a day at you got to do that you know period that's kind of it um but learning to tolerate those stressors a little bit better by preparing in advance is a pretty good idea so you know if you go back to if you're listening to this go back and listening to our morning ritual and daily routines podcast we talked a little about a little bit about some of those things so just setting up your day so that you are as productive as possible, okay? Because the best way to minimize the stress that you feel going to bed at night is to have all of your things done. If you can get everything done during the day and you've got a plan for the next day and that's kind of squared away away from your mind, you're prepared for each day in advance, then each day isn't quite as stressful anymore because you're not just living reactively to what's happening during the day or you're not reacting emotionally to certain things because you you planned for them and you've kind of thought about what would you would do given certain outcomes and things like that. Um, so I suppose our main kind of demographic that listens to this podcast are generally students. Um, so obviously you're off for this month or for the next month or couple of weeks or whatever. So you probably don't have much stress at all. You're probably sleeping like 15 hours a day. <laughs> um, but when you do get back to college, you know, that could be one of your big resolutions this year to actually square away one to two hours per day where you do your college work. So that doesn't include your lectures. I mean, actually doing your college work in advance because that's going to minimize the stress that you feel for those last six weeks of the semester where you're suddenly reacting emotionally to all these things and you're not getting your things done and you're not prioritizing the gym anymore and you're binge eating all because of stress okay so plan your life sleep sufficiently eat good food train appropriately i think they're kind of the pillars that we always talk about anything else on stress yeah i i would definitely agree no, I would definitely would agree with you. Um, getting your yeah. overall lifestyle squared away so that you can minimize the stressors where you can. Like obviously, like you don't want to minimize everything because stress is beneficial in terms of you're going to get stuff done if you have stress. But at the same time, it's that overwhelming feeling of stress that we're trying to negate. You know, and that could be that could mean that okay, look, I have a very busy period with work, college, family, whatever. Maybe I'm going to dial back the training a little bit now. You know, that could be what you have to do. But wherever you can, we're trying to minimize that excess of stress. Again, like we said before, moderation is key. So getting, you know, a moderate amount of stress in so that you actually get stuff done is good. Getting overwhelmed by stress is no bueno, you know. Is there anything else that we need to, to look at with our lifestyle? Like, obviously, we've already spoken about, you know, addressing what your goals are. And then, you know, maybe you have to cut people out of your life that aren't that are that are stressing you because they're not pushing you forward towards your goals. But is there anything else in, in your lifestyle that you can think of that people should kind of 
be aware of if yeah. they have certain goals, physique, strength, health, whatever um, it is. Any lifestyle factors just we're, on what we said last, we're mainly last, focusing on. Obviously, there's a, a big whole multitude that we could go focus into. On learning to say no. Is there any, you know, big players? <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities like for you to go and do certain things and everyone feels pressured to spend time with friends because they're doing something or go on nights out or whatever. Just learn to say no. Like if something doesn't align with your goals and your vision of your best life, then be ruthless in saying no. And if people don't like that, that's cool. It's your life. You know, Irish people are particularly guilty of saying yes to everything and wanting to please everyone. And like, to be honest, life is too short for that. <laughs> like, you know, if there's, if there's people in your life that are dragging you down, that are like, doing the same shitty things as they were last Christmas, you know, smoking weed all day and just not really getting anywhere and complaining about other people. And they ask you to spend time with them. Sorry, mate. No, you know, you got to learn to do that. Um, but in terms of other lifestyle things, um, I don't know. Do you have any on the, on the tip of your, your mind? Yeah. No, nothing that I can think of. But related to what you're saying about people need to learn to say no, people need to learn to stop saying sorry. You know, like you're not sorry that you're working on your goals and this other person wants to drag you down. Like, don't feel sorry that you don't want to hang around with them because they're a waster. Like, you shouldn't be sorry for that. You know, you have your goals. They have their goals. If your goals don't align with each other, if your lifestyles don't align with each other, then yeah, like, no, don't be sorry that. that you are drifting apart. Like, fuck it. They're, they're, they're just dragging you down rather than pushing you forward. You know, and that's not to say, like, all your friends have to have the exact same goals as you and, you know, be, you know, whatever. But they should, if they, if they don't have the same goals as you, like, they should be mature enough in their goals to respect that you have your goals and they may not align. Like, like I'm sure you have friends that go out in the piss, like, four nights a week you're still a great mate, mates with them, you know, and you're not doing yeah, but a lot of like people, you can still, a lot of people are finding the sections of your life that do overlap deal with the initial like stick that you get, you know, friends, when you start, you know? like, especially Just getting maybe into you fitness, won't be going I suppose, and maybe having your own you know? business because, because it's a little bit different from the norm, especially if you're a student, there's going to be a lot of abuse that comes with that, especially if you're a lad, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, that's gay boy. Like that kind of thing. Um, so like, just be ruthless in not reacting to that and tell, telling people exactly why you're doing what you're doing as well. Because it's when you respond to those things and when you're constantly like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll go, blah, 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 that people will keep asking you and keep like, you know, giving out to you or mocking you or whatever. Whereas if you say three weeks in a row, no, I'm not going out, I'm staying and studying because that is what I want to do. It, it's not going to be funny to keep mocking you in the fourth week. And it's also not going to be, they're probably not even going to ask you. And that's not a bad thing, especially if you have friends that are respectful because they're going to actually respect the fact that, oh no, he, that's actually kind of what he does now. And look, we're still going to spend time together, but look, that's, that's what he does. And that does happen after a period of time. But a lot of people don't get there because they're too worried about pleasing other people and life is too short for that. <coughs> Amen, sister. <coughs> Yeah, I want to go to the gym. Can we Amen, please like, end this? For God's sake. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. We're at an hour and 10 minutes. Um, it's 12 o'clock. The gym is open are, now, Gary. I need to go to the gym. Like, I don't know. Put the cookie down. Do you have any closing thoughts? 
I was listening. I was listening to a video about Arnold yesterday, and he said that, and I was just laughing at it. I thought it was funny, like. <laughs> and I know it's not funny that's, when I do. That just it, wasn't but, funny. You know, people like, think back to Arnold saying, like, and they're like, oh, "That's funny." Like, pretty. Um, I should have. But it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I have no closing thoughts. Look, so look, we tell, we told you how to live there. If you listen to everything in that podcast, will. you're gonna Actually, have a savage life. I think life, you've ruined you know? it for everyone. <laughs> Right, so you have no closing thoughts. You're an airhead. <laughs> That's very true. Right, I am closing this down. Yeah, we do you what can we find do. Find us at the usual few, places, spaces, at Triage Method, probably somewhere left for Instagram, coaching, Facebook, you know, whatever. Beginning next you know, that's, week. If you are interested, um, so do email us. That's it. Um, I'd like, also encourage you to hit up our website for details on it first. Um, I kind of don't like when people are just like, when people just sign up without asking, when they, people don't ask any questions or read the website and they're just like, oh, I'm going to sign up. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 like this is expensive. Like, you know, have a think about what you're spending your money on first. Oh man, um, it annoys me so much. Like, <laughs> just details. Now the worst is when people are like, <laughs> oh, uh, and they don't even ask, like it's like details on coaching. And they just send you that in an email or something and you're just like like you realize we have a website like that's linked on every single one of our social medias you know yep. that has an entire yeah, page video loads of content on what the coaching process involves and you couldn't wait you couldn't just google that and like it comes up top search like you know um you could you can just spend two, two 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 seconds googling that and just you know having a little read like so if you are thinking about it yeah. you do have a read like even if you need to email us and go oh can you provide me more you know information about this aspect of coaching I have these special requirements you know maybe you're a vegetarian or something like a lot of people do that you know they're like oh well I have this you know injury or I had this injury in the past or I have this you know <laughs> I, I play sports or whatever and I need to work around that so like people do ask us before they sign up a bit yeah. specific. So don't be afraid to do that. Um, but also uh, like, if you, you know, don't if you be the person that's kind of go, being oh, like, Oh, I don't uh, know. Maybe I'll sign up next month coaching. because that's not how we work. Once we take on these clients, start of January, like, we're done for a while. All right. So like we've been closed for coaching for the last couple of months. Um, so this is kind of our first intake in the, in a couple of months and we had a waiting list. Most of them are signing up. So we don't know if we will have spaces, but if you're interested, do get involved. Um, and we've got loads of testimonials on site. If that means anything to you, if you don't trust us, you can go and look at what other people say. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm hungry. Julie McGowan's making a mean feast here. I'm going to go and scoff that. <laughs> right, I'm closing Jeez. this up here now. Oh, baby. Right. Goodbye. Good night.